Hey everyone, Ariel Hawani here, Thursday, September 30th, exactly 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, wanted to jump on here relatively quickly to share some thoughts on a pretty fascinating news story that broke earlier today, first reported by ESPN, and luckily this one was actually a done deal when it was uh, reported. It, uh, it appears as though Dan Hooker is going to turn right around and fight Islam Makhachev October 30th, UFC 267, Abu Dhabi. Yes, this man just fought last weekend, and yes, the original fight was supposed to be Islam Makhachev versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Unfortunately, Rafael Dos Anjos had to pull out of the fight due to a knee injury. This is one of... Uh, multiple attempts to make this fight between Islam and RDA and so they have finally gone in a different direction. I was told that they actually uh, were looking to do the Tony Ferguson Islam Makhachev fight and uh, that didn't come to fruition for various reasons. So they called upon Dan Hooker and this is fascinating to me because in case you don't know the background, by now you probably know it, but in case you don't, in New Zealand in order to travel outside of the country, you need to be able to have a voucher that allows you to return to the country. And so basically, uh, as it has been explained to me, there is a lottery system and you apply for this voucher and, and then you basically have this lottery system and it, it, it shoots out a date. So let's say I'm living in New Zealand uh, right now and I, I want to go away. I got to get my return flight first because you don't want to have a one-way ticket. And uh, it will maybe spit out November 19th. And so I kind of have to backtrack from there and plan accordingly. So for Dan Hooker, one of many great fighters who lives and trains out of New Zealand, uh, he got a lottery uh, ticket essentially to return home on a flight that would leave Las Vegas on October 2nd. And then, by the way, when you return to New Zealand, you have to go into a strict government-regulated uh, two-week quarantine in a hotel anywhere. They can send you an hour and a half away from where you live. They could put you on a different plane to go somewhere else. It's, it's, it's unlike anything that we are dealing with here in North America. And so that's why it was so crucial for him to fight last weekend against Nasrat Hakparas because October 2nd, is the date of the next UFC card this Saturday, but the flight's in the middle of the card. He wouldn't have been able to do it even if he was the curtain jerker. So he had to fight last weekend, and that's why it was such a mad dash to get the visa, and he had to you know, ask for the public's support, finally gets the visa at the 11th hour, flies to Las Vegas on a Thursday, lands on a Thursday night because of the time difference, has 12 hours to cut weight, and eventually makes the weight and eventually wins the fight on Saturday, when he was walking to the cage on Saturday night in Las Vegas, he wasn't even in Sin City for 48 hours. This is a guy come from New Zealand. Like, like the time difference is like something crazy, like 16, 17, 18 hours, something like that. Uh, it's almost a full 24 hours ahead, which makes it almost not as bad. But it's just, it's wild, you know, considering the time in the air and whatnot. And so he wins the fight on Saturday. He's now waiting to go back home. He's chilling in Las Vegas. He was on the MMA Hour on, on Monday. And uh, the Islam Makhachev fight, you know, falls through. They go in a few different directions, and then they go to him. 
And it's an amazing thing. Shout out to Oscar Willis of the Mac Life for conducting a great interview uh, with uh, with Dan uh, earlier today. He actually interviewed him yesterday, and he said he wasn't going to take the fight. And then today he actually takes the fight. And so you know now he takes the fight, and the fight is October thirtieth in Abu Dhabi. I spoke to his head coach Eugene Behrman, the great Eugene Behrman of City Kickboxing. He's going to stay in Las Vegas until it's time to go to the fight. He's going to train with one of their coaches, Frankie Hickman, who's based in Las Vegas. Uh, this is this is what uh, Eugene told me. And uh, then he's going to fly to Abu Dhabi, and then he's going to fly back. But here's the thing. That means he misses his October 2nd flight. And that means as of right this moment, Dan Hooker doesn't know when he'll be able to return home. Think about that stress. Dan Hooker has no idea when he'll see his wife and his kids again. I think he actually has one kid. No, maybe two kids. He has at least one. How crazy is that? This is what Eugene told me. Um, it's nuts, but it is what it is. I'm stuck in New Zealand. He's actually in a two-week uh, quarantine right now, an hour and a half away from where he lives. He says, I'm stuck in New Zealand. He'll be stuck overseas after the fight as well. Before 2021 is over, I'll have five athletes stuck overseas. Dan Hooker, Brad Riddell, Kai Kaikara France. Jenna Fabian, who fights for PFL, and Michelle Montag, who's an IMMAF amateur world champion. The UFC guys all have recent babies and wives, and it's not going to be easy on them, he says. And so that's why you've you've heard Israel, Adesanya, and others say that they need to leave New Zealand. Not because they want to turn their back on New Zealand, but when you see the rest of the world operating in a certain way and fighters being able to train all over the place in California and Florida and Texas and New York um, and Canada, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge, huge roadblock in their careers. And so right now they're talking about several locations, potentially Las Vegas, potentially San Diego, potentially elsewhere in California, potentially Texas, potentially Florida. I mean, these are all the hotspots, if you will, for MMA, not for COVID, some for COVID as well. Um, And I asked Eugene, you know, when do you think you guys will potentially move? And he said, hopefully before 2022 begins, unless something drastically changes in New Zealand. And it would have to obviously be soon. But that's why it's imperative for them to figure out a new plan because these guys can't operate like this. Dan Hooker is staying in Las Vegas and doesn't know when he's going to see his wife and kids again or kid and uh, is accepting a fight against maybe one of the toughest guys who's not a champion in the UFC, who everyone thinks is going to be a champion at some point. Islam Makhachev. I mean, think about the balls on this guy. Just fought last weekend, has been through all this stuff. And is, and is saying essentially, you know what? I'm going to take this fight. I'm going to take this fight on short notice. I'm going to get, not only am I not going to be able to train at home, not only am I not going to get to train with my head coach, I'm going to take the fight on short notice against one of the toughest guys in the sport and then in the back of my mind not even know when I'm going to see my family. Now, credit to the city kickboxing guys for speaking up about this. Volkanovsky as well who uh, trains out of Australia, but is sort of a, you know, a, a teammate you know, with freestyle fighting um, and his head coach, Joe Lopez. But uh, they need to speak up. Look what happened with Dan Hooker. He spoke up. He got the visa eventually. 
a guy like Israel speaks up, maybe people will start listening. And my understanding is they are giving exemptions to other athletes, rugby players in particular, and not to them. These guys on a world stage, rugby is huge, but how popular are the rugby players in America? Israel Adesanya, to me, is way more popular in America than any rugby player on the All Blacks. Am I crazy for saying that? I don't think so. Israel Adesanya goes to Brazil. A lot more people know who he is than someone on the All Blacks. Am I crazy for saying that? I don't think so. And yet they're treating these guys like Israel, like Dan Hooker, like Kaikar France, like Eugene Behrman, absolute legends, huge, huge names in our sport, an international sport generating a ton of great PR and money for New Zealand. They're treating them like second-class citizens, and it's not right. Now, we don't have to get into the politics. You know how I feel, you know, like... I'm not one of those guys, but if they're giving exemptions to other athletes, these dudes are not being treated fairly. Dan Hooker couldn't train in a gym for the last four weeks of his training camp. He had to train in his garage by himself. If you look up Dan Hooker and City Kickboxing on Google News right now, there's like paparazzi pictures of them going in and out of the gym. It's a whole different world over there. If it was me, I'd probably take my flight October 2nd, be safe at home with my family, and I'll see you next year. But this guy's got cojones of steel and says, nah, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight the toughest guy who's not a champion at 155. On short notice, I'm going to fly from Las Vegas to Abu Dhabi, then back to Las Vegas, and we'll see how it all plays out. Now, hopefully, it all plays out where you know cooler heads prevail, and they start to give these guys exemptions, and he's able to go back home and be with his family for the holidays and be at home way before the holidays. But could you imagine if they don't, and he doesn't see his family for you know like till 2022 at some point? That would be a travesty. I don't think the fight is even worth it. So that's why I have a lot of respect for him. I give him a lot of credit for doing this and uh, for stepping up and taking this fight. Let's give a lot of props to Dan Hooker. This guy is an absolute beast, and he is uh, you know, developing into one of the biggest fan favorites in the sport. This is the Donald Cerrone playbook. This is the Chael Sonnen playbook. Step up, people love you, win, lose, or draw. He doesn't even have to win this fight, and people will love him. And his stock is higher, and his popularity is higher. But there is, you know, there is a price to pay. Family, kids, life back home. He's sacrificing that for now in his prime. He's striking while the iron's hot. I have the utmost respect for him. Again, these guys do things on a daily basis, fight in a cage that I can't even fathom doing, and this is another thing that I can't even fathom doing. So let's let's applaud Dan Hooker. Massive respect for him. I feel for the city kickboxing guys. Truly, sincerely, I hope that all the fighters in New Zealand and Australia get treated like everyone else. And I hope this whole crazy pandemic ends very soon. October 30th, UFC 267. Just got a hell of a lot more interesting. We lost Aljo. We gained Corey Sanhagen. We lost RDA. We gained Hangman, Dan Hooker. Hooker, Makhachev. What a fascinating time. What a fascinating time. A couple other things happened uh, in the fight game today. Amanda Serrano has officially signed with Jake Paul's... um, MVP promotions. I think that's really interesting. And uh, it appears as though 
Sean O'Malley may have his next fight, although now he's refuting it, so we won't get all into that. Speaking of fights that get announced way too early, Derek Lewis versus Chris Dacus is now officially a fight that is going down on December 18th. Also on that card, Cub Swanson versus Darren Elkins. I think they have a combined 50 fights together. Tomorrow, we've got Bellator 267. The first leg of the Cage Warriors trilogy went down tonight, and it was a successful event. Um, and they've got uh, my man Morgan Chariel fighting in the main event tomorrow against Paul Hughes. I'm looking forward to that. MVP versus Douglas Lima. And, of course, on Saturday, it's Johnny Walker who said he hopes to go to the depths of hell with Tiago Santos in the main event against Maheta Tiago Santos, also the return of Kevin Holland against uh, one Kyle Dacus, the brother of Chris. Again, massive respect for Dan Hooker. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Have a great Thursday. I'll talk to you soon.